Celestial Legend's out now, and here he comes. Celestial Legend moved up, took the lead in the Hobart Phil Stakes, and he's starting to draw away. It's been a long time between drinks for Les Bridge, but that's his second Hobart Phil. Welcome to Bet Doctor Behind the Curtain. Look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot. I'm in Melbourne. DK's country, Nico's country. It's good to be back. Good to be down here, Scoot. Put on the weather for you too, hey? All right, shorts, T-shirt. First time, I reckon... In 10 years, I haven't uh, needed a jumper in Melbourne, so I didn't even pack one, shorts and tees. So it's beautiful business. And, um, yeah, we had the uh, the six-hour stream. I think we had 30 minutes in break, so it's a bit of an epic. But um, the day sort of flowed pretty easily, I thought, Nico. It seems like we, we did it on the steel, I would have thought. The results were a bit skew if but um, the day moved along pretty good. Yeah, yeah, we kept it rolling, but, um, yeah, just a few costly placings probably probably determined us not getting a result there for the punters, but... We can't ride them. We can only dip them. I think that was probably the scenario there. We cooked a few average steers, so that's just racing, isn't it, DK? Yeah, well, it's but yeah, that's right. And sometimes when you're in those lesser jurisdictions, and there was some good jocks there, but there's also the the local jocks, and uh, you can't have uh, D Lane and C Williams and all the good ones on all the time. So uh, it can happen. Yeah, we um, we had that that bet in the last. We had a sixteen dollars chance that we uh, back to win twenty thousand. It was a bit uh, flat, but. Um, Hill Rip ran uh, second. That was to win $9,018. We had first accused to win 9500 uh, He was held up. And then you had Jenny Jerome uh, ran second, held up again, and that was uh, to win 9000 there. And then we launched on Soul Sun in Adelaide, heavily backed to start at even money. And then Fiasco Test went like a busted as well, and that was one of our other big plays for the day. And I think what she was six dollars into about three ninety or four dollars as well. Good. She was the right play in that race, but um, she mm. just just. Uh busted on the day or there's something something wrong with her but you can't you can't control that yeah it wasn't all doom gloom um you're on fire early at away 450 van scotia 225 sadu was a good saver 450 and then uh exalted kate got the money over in gaula and then uh, walt chimed in with uh gold revolver and walt uh you're in the dungeon you're not round at my place you haven't got the sausage dog uh, nipping at your heels how are you mate I, uh, I actually haven't moved. I've, I've sat here for six hours yesterday. Beck went and bought some light to light up the pot plant in the background. I don't know what that does for anyone, but I just sat here all dressed up with nowhere to go and you never even got me to say hello to my man Tedeschi. I just sat here bored, uh, waiting for a call up and I was left on the bench all day. You look more pacey now that you've painted uh, the dungeon in there, nice and black, but um, you definitely haven't spent much time in the sun, have you? Uh, there's not much sun comes through here. You know, we've blacked everything out. I just I'm going full full bat. I'm going full bat. I've doubled down. You had a, a decent day yesterday. I spoke to Tristan after it. Punters uh, across the grounds they they lost. So not just our stream, but um, nationwide. It sounded like a, a bit of a rough day for punters. But um, I see Joe Pride was uh, sort of blowing up at the track. It was pretty on pace there for a good amount of the time at Rose Hill. Yeah, I saw some blow-ups the opposite. So Sandown off fence and, uh, and Rose Hill fence on. I don't know what they expect, like six-metre rail there. It was a little bit dubious at the start of the day because they'd obviously poured some water onto it. But, um, yeah, looking at the, the sort of sections they went, those first few races, they've gone, you know, super fast. And first leader wins, Yarrawonga wins. Uh, they went fast in the first four races. Then for Really weird. They've gone like twelve below in in six and five below in race set. Uh, uh, sorry, five and six, which is super strange when yeah you have such an established pattern. And then um, obviously Nash's his head's blown off in the last. So it was a, it was a weird day. But um, 
Yeah, well, I don't even understand. Why are they racing at Rose Hill and putting the rail out that far? You've got major meetings coming up there. Why is there a midweek meeting there? I think that was Joe's main point. It was interesting, yeah. I don't know if uh, John O'Shea would have uh, left Nash, let Nash leave the course in sort of one piece with that Kokoro. Certainly uh, carved up our bet, sold to Rome. So it's going to be a, a pretty good show, and uh, we're on the quick backup, but uh, we've got through some of the form, which is uh, good stuff. And looking at sort of last week, DK missed the show. Is it Taylor Swift? Yeah, Taylor Swift is hard to beat. It's good. Big, big show there. Epic. It goes Epic. three and a half hours. Yeah, well, that was the only problem for, for someone like me, but uh, all the Swifties didn't, they didn't mind. They just screamed every song and every word. But, uh, mate, if you, I, look, I went to Ed Sheeran early in the year and that was 106,000 there, but the vibe at Taylor Swift, the cra- that was everyone was just crazy the whole time. It was like Ed Sheeran on roids. It was it was fantastic. So Avery did all right, took her there on the, when was that, Sunday night, and she backed up into pink on for last Friday night. So not bad for a seven-year-old. She's going all right. <laughs> I might have to snip you later, DK. <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. Exes, mate, exes. As I just said to you, mate, missus, missus, missus. So, you know, when you're sort of, well, you probably don't know yet, Nico, but at some stage you'll be, your missus will drive you completely mad and you'll say, geez, I wish you'd piss off to Antarctica or something like that. Well, mine is. My missus is going to Antarctica on Tuesday. High five. Geez, you must uh, be going. Um, yeah, so, no, but, uh, yeah, so, no, exes, <laughs> a few exes there, mate. I had the tin lids for three weeks on me, Pat, but, um, yeah, so the missus heading off there for a, a cruise and whatnot. But, um, yeah, no, exes are big with the, as you know, the kids, mate, no, no snipping. Wow. Wow. So what do you do when you get to Antarctica? You can't really get, do you get out and have a bit of a trot or just look at ice from the boat? I think you just look at ice from the boat and then head back to the bar. That's what I'd be doing. I don't know about the missus, but, uh, yeah, go out and see a glacier and then back to the bar and. Or karaoke. I might just open the fridge and have a look at some ice cubes and uh, get the same experience for uh, zero dollars. But uh, there's a different angle. Antarctica must be flying. Uh, we'll definitely be snipping you uh, after the show. Today's show is going to be absolute beauty. Uh, Donnie last week had an absolute cracking bet. Street chase five fifty into three fifty. It was um, it was straight jacket stuff. Jimmy Byrne absolutely uh, destroyed it. And uh, if anyone followed that bet, you'd uh, you would have to have a stiff drink after that. Walt, you sort of saved the day a little bit with uh, Celestial Legend and Straight Charge. Um, interesting uh, turnaround there with Celestial Legend. Uh, outside horses seem to do the trick for him, and uh, Les has obviously just given it a, a bit of a barrier trial, but uh, you're all over it, and it jumped out of the ground. It's a big, big card at uh, Randwick. It's uh, great racing. Uh, Flemington looks a bit uh, lacklustre outside the guineas, I would have thought. It can happen in some of these um, autumn uh, schedules, but uh, it's a bit of a, uh, a bit of a deflate. Oh, yeah, we've sort of lost the chubby after such a uh, good day of racing last uh, Saturday at Caulfield. Uh, Sharipa was uh, a massive, massive run, but um, Q-Man was a little bit of a trumpet from the yard from uh, you, Nico. You're all over the, uh, the SA form. Yeah, How just, good's SA? Yeah, SA's best now. I just thought he looked outstanding in the yard, so thought he'd probably run right up to his best. I didn't know if that was good enough to win, but I was, I was happy enough to find out the price and... Probably not too many Oakley plates. We're first and second, fight it out in the finish, but mm. might have just had a bit of luck on our side there. But that's the aim, isn't it? You get the luck on Saturday and no luck on Wednesday. So, you know, it just swings and roundabouts, doesn't it? That's how that's how it rolls. So Saturday was our Saturday was our day. Mm. If you're backing on paces too, always helps you, doesn't it, around Caulfield? Yeah. You've always got something in your favour there as it turned out again there on Saturday. Harry Coffee flying too. Got right on the him. Yeah. Cup yesterday. Acceleration. Just... Picks up the ride on Benedetta. Yeah. yeah good yeah, on him, you know. 
Mm, confidence to go a long way with confidence. Mm. Rises, Rise at Dawn was uh, too strong at uh, Mooney Valley, so hopefully uh, everyone kicked uh, their weekend off uh, successfully there. Uh, I won't really preview a, uh, any special or anything, but um, I've just added a couple of extra races at uh, Sydney and Melbourne to the show. Last week, the top spot team is Mr. Brightside, 20,000 at uh, the dollar fifty was easy watching, especially when uh, Celine just set it up perfectly with Buffalo River. Just played in the hands of uh, Mr. Brightside, and he was far too classy. Gatsby was another one of the steamers. Uh, it was a 30-to-1 pop, I think, uh, in the Saturday race. But, uh, geez, it was a steamer on the Friday night. It was, what was it, well, 2.30 into about a dollar sixty or something at Canterbury. 280 to one sixty, and then the world ended five minutes out, but um, mm. they got that money. Yeah. And uh, the other bet uh, for the steamers was uh, Lady of Camelot. But uh, John Allen made sure it didn't win. And, uh, wow, what a uh, what a big run it was anyway, just on the speed. It was uh, probably something licked. And uh, that said, um, you can't really take much away Couldn't from um, the, winner. The, uh, the winner. It was a big, big, big huh? run, the winner, especially with the track playing the way it was. Yeah. You know, she went, she went against the pattern. The line. Yeah. So it wasn't on pace time. But, geez, I watched the, watching the overhead shot at the start, Bloody hell! Didn't it Shanghai the gates at Spywire? Like you know, I know Shanghai. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like what, what was he supposed to do? Like he jumped that far in front of the no, field. No. Like he just had to lead. <laughs> yeah, couldn't take so it back from couldn't there. Couldn't grab hold of a two-year-old going that fast. So uh, yeah, but unfortunately, brought out Lady Camelot undone. But it's it's a good horse, isn't it? Mm. So fascinating to see how that uh, form will uh, line up for the rest of the uh, autumn carnival. Top Sport uh, obviously support us with the the stream yesterday, and they've got uh, the Group One Best of the Best uh, offer up to five thousand. So if you want to have a decent swing in any of Group Ones, make sure you head to Top Sport. And the best thing is they're uh, Australian owned and operated. And that was one thing I did uh, catch and a bit of a tip. Um, the ego uh, story with uh, Michael Gadinsky, uh, the uh, the music promoter. I thought it was fascinating, and the best thing about Michael Gadinsky was he was so bullish about promoting Australian music yeah. and Australian owned. And I think that's something that I guess we're doing with uh, with our affiliation with Top Sport. But God, Australians just need yeah. to support Australians, and it was just so inspiring to watch his story and see how well he championed. And I guess the good results that he got out of out of those Australian artists, and he just lifted the music industry yeah. up with his you know own two hands. It was yeah. amazing. For the passion, I mean, you would have seen the passion, oh, mate. It's unreal. Never I've... seen anything like it. Yeah, so yeah. So um, we do give it a little bit of a uh, food tip here or a show, but uh, I'm not sure where you can get it because I watched it on the uh, on the Qantas Entertainment but make sure you go and watch the uh, Michael Gadinsky ego yeah, story. It was in the and, cinemas so I don't know where it is now. Yeah. Find out. You get a good uh, pump out, out of that but um, make sure you support Top Sport because they're Australian owned and operated and uh, they're doing a great job up at the Gold Coast. Punningform.com.au is uh, in a similar uh, frame there and I guess as I say every week I can um, pop in a Gawler, uh, Flemington all over the place and uh, they've been great supporters of the show too so make sure you check out punningform.com.au and uh, get behind them also. Nico uh, I touched upon it earlier, Flemington on Saturday. Uh, I've given you uh, one little um, surprise race, but I think it's definitely worthy of conversation, and that's race seven. We're going to kick off the English sprint over 1,200 metres at Flemington, and uh, this race is really growing in stature. It has over the last uh, couple of seasons. I think, what, Benedetto won it uh, last year, and it just it seems to be going from uh, strength to strength. So Cabalus is uh, the favourite here at $3.60, drawing the outside gate up the straight. And Estriella was uh, a big winner last time, and Walt was all over this horse, $3.80. Mumbai Muse was a touch disappointing, but I think it's uh, got the green light off that uh, little mishap last start. $8. Uh, Raya Koki is $11. Ouroboros is 11 And then you got Brazen Style, $16. Uh, Lazaga was chasing home Estriella last time at $19. 
and then uh, you can get big, big prices uh, the rest of the field there. But uh, let's have a couple of uh, look a look at a couple of the replays. Here's the first one, uh, Walt. You've got Cabalus uh, just about to peel out here. You got M Cap and uh, Celeste Legend. They've obviously run super. Uh, the form's been frank there, and you can see Timmy sort of flapping about on uh, Macarena on the outside. What do you think of this win, Walt? Yeah, it's a, it's a weird one. It's the first, it's first win, you, you weren't really sure how the form would hold up, but it kind of held up. And then this race is is similar. It's a, It was in the three wide line, but they absolutely walked. It's a horse that's sort of allegedly got a you know a little bit of issue breathing-wise, so that would have absolutely helped. A clear air, going out really slow, being able to use its turn of foot to take control of the race. So uh it's, it's hard like your celestial legends obviously come out and bolted in but it's i think that's absolute ideal way for the race to be run for cabalas so i think this is a very different sort of task is what is what i'm saying it's it's, it's two wins have been really impressive but has everything possible gone its way both times i'd say probably yes yep yeah, to be uh, the English story of the year, wouldn't it? So horse sold for what uh, one million dollars, rebought for three hundred, and now it's having a crack at a million dollar race after putting two wins together. Yeah, and it was weird, it was weird because no one could really work out what Waller was doing with the horse. You sort of felt like he just wasn't a big rap on it, was running it into the ground a bit. It goes on to Wingless, and then the big number that Bjorn was uh, well, and Derby were happy to pay, and uh, you know put their balls on the line a bit and. You know, the quick turnaround, only 115 days sort of break between when Waller had it to now and then go bang, bang, and, you know, he's, he's paid himself off. He's still got his, he's still got his nuts. Uh, it, it could end up one of the great stories of all time. Yeah. Yeah, it's fascinating. And uh, Josh Parr, I see, goes down for the ride and he's got the, the synthetic synthetic uh, hoof filler for the first time. So you have to figure out uh, how uh, how thick the nail polish is there for us, Walt. If, uh, you yeah, get- no, I you check that one. No, it's nothing, just superficial. All right, beautiful. The other replay we're going to have a quick look at is Estri Ella, and here she is trucking into the race in the yellow, and uh, God, Lazago's sort of on her back, but poof, just puts an absolute hole in them. Nico? Yeah, you don't see many more impressive wins than this. Like, just travelled into the race. I know if you're the other market, Alex probably didn't run up to, the you know, the expectation there, but... She just absolutely murdered them. I don't know what you thought of the win, DK, oh, but it was just huge. outstanding. What about the sweating up there, Nico? What was it? Did she parade or that happened when she went on the track? Or Yeah, she's a poor parader. She's a poor parader. I, so- I would have thought she could be a horse that could potentially improve throughout her racing career once she does start to parade a bit better and not use as much energy pre-race because she's quite a high-energy filly. So she, with time, she might get better. Because I think from memory, Jelko steamed in and that on the totes, didn't he? And it didn't. So the paddock parade didn't didn't turn them off. They you know they've got they've got a pattern how they parade. You know you saw one the other day. Player didn't parade well. Goes from what was the thing at Bendigo? Went from five dollars to fifteen dollars. You know happy to pot them out of the parade, but they don't pot it. They were happy to still steam into it regardless of the way paraded, which is a good sign for its talent. I think the the early market. I think early in the week there was six dollars v three dollars. Now they're closer to you know I think it was three twenty and three eighty there with top spot. I think that's probably right of the figure that Estriella put down last start, like it was a proper figure. <laughs> and she's probably got going to find a similar run race where, you know, a lot of those horses, they're, they're trying to do their best. They're going to go quick. The English sprint last year was quite a fast run race. So if she cops a similar race shape to what she did last start, which you think she would, um, that's probably going to be suited to her as Cabalas is probably going to have to go in a much faster race than what he saw the other day. And, yeah, it was a bit of a barrier trial for a few of the other runners. So, no, great race. You probably only think there's two chances, maybe yeah. Roy Koki. There's a few others, Rob, Rob Brick, that looks okay, but yeah. you'd be surprised if any of them are winning. I was just saying, quickly, other thing is, if you want to blow, the, the best, one of the best who's 
riders down the straight at the moment, Speed Shin, just nails it down the straight, you know. So it can be a tricky track. Don't know what Jay Parr's record's like down the straight, but... Uh, Pretty Beach, good too. Is it? Yeah, Bishin nails it. Mm. And Australia's already had a look down the straight as well. Thoughts, uh, Walt? The, which way are you going to side here? $6 Estrella was just ridiculous. Like, that was an automatic bet for sure. I, yeah, I'd, I'd probably have a favourite over Cabela's just because of that. I think it will be in a fast run race and mm. it'll suit it better. But, um, yeah, there's one little... No, it's not a wild card. It is a wild card down the bottom and it's completely not suited 68 Raider against 90 Raiders but this horse Midnight Opal that Doyle's got it's just interesting he's taken it down there and it's sort of got country forward it, it can, it's an interesting horse I think can pop up I don't know what Johnny Allen's like down the straight over he goes a bit slower than he does around a bend but um <laughs> yeah I, I Estrella for me but um and, and actually I think you know I, I agree with Nico I think she's got huge upside it's funny that they ran into each other at start two and Cabalas was like 10, 15 to 1, gave it a start and beat it there. And I, I think it's one of the better races on the Saturday card. I'm looking forward to the clash. Mm, I, I think it is. It's uh, close sealing the show from the uh, the Group 1 Australian Guinea. So fascinating there. And I'd probably, uh, yeah, lean Estrella's way over uh, Cabalas myself if uh, having a bet in the race. Race 8 is the uh, the feature there. It's the Group 1 uh, Australian Guineas. And as I said, uh, Top Sword have got best of the best to win 5000 So if you like one here, you can uh, swing hard and don't have to fish out the price. So, gosh, I do miss Top Flock and best of the best on uh, many, many races. It's uh, definitely putting a dint in some of uh, the turnover around the traps. Riff Rocket. Uh, $2.30 favourite here. God, he looks short to my eye. King Colorado, $6.50. V8, $7.00. Southport Tycoon, $11.00. Snow Patrol, $12.00. Otago, $19.00. Zip Away, $21.00. Verdad, $21.00. Quintessa, $21.00. And then you're getting out to the Pendragon. And Hey Fat Cat goes around, $26.00. And then Apulia, who was a monster in the derby, he's $34.00. And first up, Cat Ferrara and then Sunsets. And uh, that sort of rounds out the uh, the main chances there. But uh, the replay we're going to have a look at here is the CS Hayes Stakes. Thoughts here, Nico? There's a dominant first up win from Riff Rocket. He's just too good for him here. Um, maybe had the race run to suit. There was a bit of a slowdown. And I think his turn of foot really just was probably helped by that slowdown. But it was a dominant win. It'd be hard to see King Colorado turning the tables, given he had a run on him last start. Um, and he's just so soft late. So... Williams really doesn't ask for an effort. This last 50 is mm. just very kind to him. I, I I can't go past him, to be honest. I know $2.30 is quite short. You might get better on the day, but it's just been the the pattern with that horse. Like he won the derby off pure ability. I don't know if he stayed 2,500 metres, but he beat them there. His win at 1,800 metres at Flemington, the UCI was dominant or the superimposed, and then that win there at Flemington as well. He could just be a complete Flemington horse, going to get a genuine tempo here, you would have thought. I don't think he'll be flat out of that run. It didn't seem like a huge exertion first up, and given how soft he was late, um, I thought he'd take some improvement from the yard, and he just he just might actually be the best three-year-old. So I'm I'm happy enough to side with him. I'd want to see a little bit better price than 230, and you might get it. 260 or 270 would probably be uh, a comfy price for me, but yeah, I, I found him very hard to go past. I don't know if you've had any thoughts on the race, DK, but that was my Oh, thought. it was more a price thing, so I mean, it's hard to ignore, but he's... I mean, he had everything. Everything went perfect there for him. I thought. I mean, he loves the rail. Yeah, loves the rail. Flemingers of the day, but in the superimpose. So what he said, three back the rail, dashes through and wins. So he sat three back or something back the rail there the other day. What's he going to? It's a similar rinse repeat. Got a beautiful clear at the right time, presented at the right time. Mm. You know, it was a soft win for a horse first up. You're seeing back well, but it all panned out well. It's he's got barrier nine 
there on Saturday. And he's never drawn outside five in his all his career. He's always had grouse draws. Mm. He's drawn the first little awkward draw for himself. So you'd want a sort of better price. Um, and you know, there's not a hell of a lot. You know, what did he beat at King Colorado then? By a length or something? So um, it's not a hit. Fur Dad was getting held up in behind. I thought, um, geez, I wish it was 1,800 or something, a little bit further than a mile because zip away, zip away, come right into it there. Um I think he's just. I think he, he just might out sprint him at the sixteen hundred. But uh, geez, he was motoring, motoring after the line there at Caulfield, and he's got that grouse WA form with Zaki and all the you know the good races over there. So um, maybe he might be the three year old in the in this in the uh, Australian Cup. I think they think if he's going to run a good on Saturday. So he's he's one that interests me. But um, yeah, could see him improving for sure. Mm. I think a big tick with Rifrocky as well is that race wasn't set weights. It was um, under the sort of different weight scale. But Saturday is set weights, so he's, he meets. A lot of those horses better at the weights for beating them in the CSAs, which would be tick for him as well. Interesting two points with uh, King Colorado. Didn't improve as much first to second up. So can he improve again? And obviously, Kieran's throwing the kitchen sink. He's got the blinkers on. He's one of a bit of a gear change. Maybe out of desperation, you think, with King Colorado? Or held him off for the grand final, mm. which you like. Because some... that was my I worry. for grand final, yeah. Mm. Because after the first, like, I was pretty bullish on him uh, last start. And then I think when your notes came through, there wasn't a huge amount of improvement. I thought, oh, God, they've, this is this is not grand final day here. And I sort of got a little bit nervous. Yeah, I thought he looked great in the yard, but he just, he probably didn't really improve that much. I think that's probably just how, how he was first up. So um, he's come back in great order. And I backed him. I thought $4 was a good price. And then... I, Going past the line, I was just like, best best horse wins. Like that, that's just the summary of the race, wasn't it? So, I think I'm just treating it the same on Saturday. Like he does have a few issues, but I think he's the best horse. So, um, yeah, I think he's just better than him. That, that's probably my bottom line. Mm. I was surprised maybe Otago. I thought they might try and put winkers on him. I know he's still pretty immature and he can do you know, throw his head around a bit. I thought he might be the value at nineteen dollars, and I'd sort of echo DK's thoughts. I thought Zip Away was um, hitting the line nicely. What price is Zip Away? Twenty one. Oh, Twenty. Yeah, big odds. Big mm-hmm. odds. I just wish it was probably ideally probably a bit further. But um, listening to uh, Nev Parnham just on the radio coming in here, geez, he's, apparently the horses thrive. Like they got off the they got off the plane or something on the Tuesday, ran on the Saturday. Now he's had three weeks here. They said he worked the joint down the other morning. So um, stack of improvement there. Second up, oh, I think he'll run well. He looked really good in the yard in, Did the, he? in the autumn stakes. Yeah. Like really that's rich coat, like just yeah. healthy, really yeah. healthy. That's for a horse that's travelled and had a big yeah. summer. I like that different form coming from over there, and he's like you know Zaki and that sort of stuff. So. Dom to shoot, so um, yeah, anyway. Couple for Scooty Squatty numbers. Scooty Squatty, there we go. A little, <laughs> little bit out wide, see if we can get a bit of a pop. Walt, anything uh, around the Melbourne Colts there or not much interest? What's wrong with uh, V8's weight of weight for age form? Like it's coming out of a fast run first up where it won, then the other day, you know, they've gone 10 above and he's he's been beaten, what, 1.3 yeah. by Mr. Brightside. Um, draws perfect, Damien Lane. Am I missing something? I know he's a mile, probably. I reckon he's either one of yours or he isn't. Like he's, not, he's just there. He's just not one of mine. But um, he's, I totally agree. Walt, that's he, he's going to get, get all favours in the mix. Um, I heard Calvin say, uh, what they say this morning? The um, <coughs> what's that ten million dollar race? I'd love to see that and that'd be right. Oh no, that oh, the golden eagle. Golden eagle. eagle. Yeah, yeah, he's a great horse for a golden eagle. But yeah, it's hard to see him not running well on Saturday. Mm. I, well, I just couldn't get that much between them, right? Seven fifty-eight bucks and two forty just didn't quite make sense. Um, if, if you like, if you sort of line him up with Militarise and he's two forty in a in a Ramwick guineas and um, and Celestia Legends a bit like the Riff Rocket to me there, and he's sort of five dollars. So it seems like the mm. weight for age forms not being as respected in this race as it is in Sydney. So 
Yeah, was I found the same two roughies as you guys. I thought Zippaway was a big price. And, and even Verdad, I can't understand how he's sort of 20 to 1 plus as opposed to 240. I, I couldn't couldn't get that bigger gap between them either. Well, there's two schools of thought. Are you going to go the skinny quaddy or are you going to go the scooty? Well, well I think my thought is that they're all B grade. Like the beginning seems B grade. You can tie them in King Colorado and V8 through that form and Riff Rocket could be A grade. So that's probably where I sit on the race. Hmm. Yeah, it's just the 1600. I, I sort of got V8 personally stamped as a 1400 meter horse, and 16 might be out of limit, and maybe the 1500 Golden Eagle. Mm. Mm. Fascinating. Anyway, cracking race, and a uh, couple of different angles to go either way. Either way, you can go short or, or you can go real wide if you're taking a big quaddy there. Be good to see the quaddy sort of get a bit of a pump up. I'm surprised out of. You know, they're looking for turnover and different ideas, but the quaddy just seems to be a bit lost. Used to be all the taught the superfectors. Used to be a big deal when I was younger. We well, used to be able to get a big result. Mm. That's why. I suppose now people like, you know, the, the syndicate sort of cannibalise it a bit because it's, uh, they can't get on a lot of the other stuff, so they cannibalise that a lot. They really pour their money into that. Mm. Flemington Race 10 is the final leg of the quarter. It's the Shep's Plate over 1,400 metres. He's our Bonneville's the favourite here, $4.60. So Risque at $5. Frigid, $6.50. Aaron Bay, $7. Lounge Bar, Ruby, $7.50. Sandy Prince, $7.50. And then uh, Thunder Point, $14. Royal Mile uh, might be a, Is that a stable change there? Uh, Bright Oak and Matt Jenkins, $17. And uh, you can get uh, much better the rest for Horse Lot Bells Plus here and Unlimited Bee Hunter. And those sort of horses, the uh, repo we're going to have a look at here, Nico, is he's our Bonneville yeah, in the a, blue. It's a shocking undercard at Flemington. I, I didn't really find much, but I thought this was a race I wanted to follow. Jenny Lala and Poland really put the foot down from a long way out, and it was hard to get back and make ground on the circle races on this day. And he's our Bonneville in the Seymour Bloodstock Holes. Really hit the line well. Balair runs tonight mm. at Pakenham which will get a guide there. I have a big opinion of Punch Lane. I just think he was in the wrong spot there in a fast run race, just had to car up the field. His two runs back this campaign, he's our Bonneville, have been quite good. Um, he was good first up against So Risque, and then he's too far back there to really make an impact, but he was hitting the line well. He's always been a horse with a little bit of talent. Um, definitely question his application at times, but he's at a price where I'm happy enough to find out that $455 range where he might just get the right run here. I think Luke Curry's really sparked up the horse. He seems to to really click with him. He's running his last two starts and looking through his data, they're nearly two of his best career performances. So I think that's a hot race. And uh, he drops back to taking on Sobris Gay again here, who had the pattern in favour when he beat him two starts ago. Um, and then outside of that, like it's a dead set Wednesday race. So on a tricky day, um, I was I was happy enough to have maybe something on him, but not not super confident. I, like I said, the undercard's just terrible. So if you're looking away from the English Sprint and the Australian Guineas, like there's just so many races like this one that's just like it's very. Ugh. <laughs> so he's dual accepted as well, isn't he? He's dual accepted in Adelaide, isn't he? Oh, he's is he? Well, they yeah. should be running in Melbourne. <clears throat> um, I, well, I, I yeah, he's got a chance, but I thought as good a run in that race was Aaron Bay. Mm. He was back and wide with him. He covered more ground than him. Um, was only first up. He's a Bonneville was second up. <clears throat> he draws draws to stalk the leaders. I thought he was the. Uh, I thought you could line him up with he's our Bonneville, and there's what's oh, one yeah. four dollars and one's eight dollars or seven dollars. So, yeah, it was a big run there too, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. But he, he's the same as he's our Bonneville. He's a bit of a myth. It's so a myth. It's a bit of a mythical race. I like, like him. Gate five. I mean, Jimmy the this track and trip. Jimmy, I mean, he just got nutted in that Silver Bowl final by Jimmy the Bear, and um, he's got some decent Flemington form. But he's, some of his best runs are when he stalks the speed. So I, th I thought he was back and wide the other day. As you said, was on par to make ground. So Aaron Bay for me there. 
Mm, yeah, I'd uh, concur with that. I thought Aaron Brady was a good run and uh, Royal Miles probably the other horse. I'd just maybe go dig a bit deeper. He could be an improver from a different yard there. All right, uh, Nico's There's Mounting. a smelly horse in there. Hang on, hang on. There's a smelly horse. Fred Smith, he's gone. It's not much good. 1,212, 50 mile. Then it's 35 days between runs going into this race. He's trialed it twice mid-prep after giving it three runs. Back to 1,400 suits this horse. And if you can run on its 40s, if it beats you in the last leg of the quarter, you'd throw up. So it's very smelly. doesn't take horses down there often. They can run through brick walls, throw wolves in your quarties. Mm. There was a horse that he had cup week that went absolutely enormous. Then it was nearly better the year and it fell in back up at Kembler or Newcastle, a mare. Remember Same that? colours. There's a few of them. I can't, but I know the horse you're talking about. This yeah. it's got three or four. But yeah, we backed it. We backed it for the syndicate, and it looked a great bet. And um, yeah, I can't remember the uh, the jockey on it, but provincial jockey um, absolutely like slaughtered. West it. of Dolby or something yeah, like it. that. West or... of, no, it was yeah, it was something something like that. It was a mare though, but uh, had a big run behind <laughs> a tissue or something like that. So yeah, he can um, definitely place his horses. Um, trickily and yeah you can't let him under your guard so he might come out and run a belter here and then who knows where it'll uh, lob back up could go back up to bloody gosford or kembler or goulburn or something and uh, run around and bolt in at say like a dollar 80 or, or four dollars he's really um good good spot there well a really interesting trainer to find <laughs> i've never heard of him mm. i've never heard of him. who is he what's his go He's the one who had that thing. What was the horse that Josh used to ride for him? And then he got done for. He's just come back off two oh, years. Right. Or, okay. Gotcha. Yep. Right. Penny Smith. One to watch. Uh, Nico. Mounting yard mail. So uh, you'll be out there uh, braving the elements at uh, Flemington's into their uh, gourmet selection of food, or pack your own lunch again, Nico. But um, you'll be one of maybe what five thousand there for Group One uh, Guineas Day. Yeah, if they're lucky. They'll be lucky to get a crowd off the back of uh, Lightning Stakes. Well, apparently that they were pumping up the lightning day, stake stake crowd, and there was dead set no one there. So I don't know if that was a bit of fake news, but it, it, from the I was in the public areas. Maybe the members was booming, but I don't know. All the reports I heard from a few mates that were in there as well that it was pretty dead. So I don't. Maybe that's a bit of fake news there with their crowd numbers because there was no one there. Mm, we went out for dinner with a couple of racing people last night, and they thought the members around the um, the Blue Diamond Day was actually pretty quiet. And the, all the crowd was all the free ticket holders out on the out in the public. Was so, it basketball? Yeah. So, yeah, that's um, yeah. There's, there's some funny rumblings at the moment with the VRC, and uh, it was it's quite just, a good day out actually at Caulfield on Saturday. The Blue Diamond, like it had a good feel, maybe because people got there for free, and you're not paying five hundred to go to the races like you usually are in those situations if you got a family or whatever. But um, no, I thought they did a good job, and they showed off the new horse stalls and the new mounting yard, which I think <laughs> will be in action for the next meeting they got there for the All Star Mile. So. It's uh, it's looking all right, Caulfield. They probably did the right play well, there for the kids. That's the their game. I think Caulfield specifically try to give value to their members, not rob them and stuff like that. Where if yeah. the VRC comes from the other, you want to come here, you, you can pay, you know. Mm. So anyway. definitely, yeah, uh, the more progressive of the two. So it'll be interesting to, to see how those sort of spaces sort of evolve over the uh, the next sort of twelve or eighteen months because the uh, the pressure's on. And that was also the the jungle drums are beating, and Jonathan Munns was unsuccessful trying to topple the uh, the five. I I think he was more trying to put a rocket up, wasn't he? I think it was very, so. very. He was he was hundred to one and drifting and getting the thing across the line, but he's he was there himself to put a rocket right up him. I think so. Yep, he's just. I think he's just trying to get some change going and 
get the ball rolling. Mm, get the ball rolling, yeah. Mm. All right, Randwick on uh, Saturday, uh, Waltz. We're going to uh, steam into race two. Interesting uh, play here. you got the James Squire benchmark 88 over 1,200 metres, and our Kobe Sun is the favourite, $1.95. Moravia, $3.80. Tashi, $6.50. Tintuki going super at $8. And then you got Periel, $8.50. Union Army, $13. And then Aprilla at $41. The horse uh, you like here is Periel, and this is sort of red alert. You don't often find Blue Jackets. You don't often find Zach Lloyd, and it's a horse that's $8.50 outside the market, but uh, he's a nice trial. Yeah, so I, I do love uh, – Pete James Cummings is when he gives him the, the mid-prep trial. I love the clean-out run. Um, you boys will know whether that run was as good as I thought it was or not. Last start of Mooney Valley, it looked like it was – pretty much carved and it was a, a fast run the whole way race sort of was the the one horse that was made to sort of make a long wide run and and did a good job there i thought it, you know the trip and that run the little freshen up in between but um yeah like the horse has got an incredible record at this distance sort of 10 starts two wins eight placings and i think it looks more genuine they've worked out it's not a 1400 meter horse the run first up 1200 which is as far as he wants was was rock solid then went to mooney valley i sort of priced the race up there is rain potential so you know it's it's race day morning sort of 10 to 20 mils potential so if it fell our kobe son looks like he's just an absolute bone dry tracker and uh i, I sort of marked him pretty close in the market sort of 354 dollars and then when the markets come out this thing's nine dollars uh oh, it looks like there's a scratching so there goes the each way it just looked like the each way for your life it's um at eight fifty nine dollars, which is that's a big shame because it, that that looked an absolutely uh, incredible bet, especially with you know. I so said I don't really like finding Jack, uh, Zach at the moment. Mm. Gate three, he's just going to be you know fourth, fifth, and and get his chance. I just I can't fathom how he's nine dollars in a horse like Tashi six, Tintuki nine. It just seems to me a better horse. And Moravia even was the one horse that was really playing in that. Um, Three-year-old race first up. I think twelve hundred is far enough for him, but still, he's got to come up off that. I think he'll he'll drift, and this horse has to firm surely. Mm-hmm. Perial, beautiful. Yeah, just looking at the forecast there, it looks like uh, maybe seven mil uh, hits, and it's going to hit right in the middle of the race day. So it's going to hit it uh, about midday if the forecast is right. So a couple of dry days. So I'll be interested to see uh, how that track sort of holds up and and what becomes of uh, that forecast rain. All right, so uh, $8.50 uh, Periel is a nice way to start early in the card in race two for uh, Walt. He's become a bit more of a horse to trust recently. Like early, early days, he turned it up in a few races and I think he's probably got a bit of a, a reputation that he's a cap, but he's probably his last four or five runs, he's been a real line finder and yeah, won impressively at Mini Valley. So I think like Walt said, he's probably become a bit more consistent and uh, a bit tougher. They probably toughened him up a little bit racing him so much early days. Mm. Yeah, he's bumped into some smart horses on the way up though. Vienna Princess and Casablanca and those sort of types. All right, let's uh, let's have a look at uh, a couple of the shiny ones, uh, Walt. I'm not sure uh, how you've found them or how you've circled these races, but here we are, Randwick Race 4. Number one is Stormboy, $1.26. Prost is $6.50. Uh, Parker, $11. Odinson, $17. Davana, $17. President, $26. And Serons, $41. And have a look at the uh, the last start replay of Hippo steering the mighty Stormboy to victory. Quite soft here. Um, Johnny Allen saw Spywire is sort of doing the chasing. And, um, yeah, well, it's... He, can't really add much more to the hype train with uh, Stormboy. He's just a beast of an animal. He looks like a, you know, the horse he reminds me of is 
something like Piero, and I think that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to win the triple crown. But um, what do you think about the uh, the dollar twenty six on Saturday? Well, yeah, well, he, he, he the thing is, he looks like Piero when he was four, not when he was two. So, uh, yeah, I had a good argument with a, a very good judge earlier in the week, sort of trying to talk me into saying straight charge and espionage should be shorter than it in the market come slipper time, but. Uh, he's beaten nothing, all these sorts of things. But, he, you know, the fashion he's done at his first start was just effortless. And then I thought he's had everything that could go wrong to a certain degree have gone wrong the last two starts. So James McDonald gave him a nice sound out in the trial the other day. Gate one, like I can only see a horse like Serons trying to pressure him. Why would you bother? Um, yeah, I'd, I'd say it'd be a procession. I can't see anything troubling him, only something strange happening to the horse. Dollar twenty six. Uh, I sort of went looking wider early in the week. Took a, a big price. The place about president. Of course, it draws nine of nine, and Karen will probably drag it back out of the race like uh, Tommy did. But yeah, like it's just pretty straightforward. He'll roll forward. Prost will probably sit outside him. He's a really tough, improving type that'll run a strong race. And then you'll have sort of parkour president Duvana's. Duvana's a very interesting horse. Whether it's this prep, next prep, or uh, you know, it needs the mile of the champagne. And it was the the big query runner off its first up run, sort of bowled up on the inside there, what it had left. It was very one paced in its trial. So it could be easy to overplay that it was sort of going to let down 100% off that, tri- off that run. I think she'll sort of get into her own 1400 plus. So yeah, it just, it looks a procession. Mm. I'm just looking at the uh, the golden slipper market at top spot. Stormboy twenty six, sorry two dollars sixty. Uh, straight charge seven fifty. Switzerland seven fifty. Espionage eight fifty. Recapping on uh, last week's race, straight charge twelve hundred meters. Bit of a, a query compared to horses like Stormboy and Espionage. That was the first nah. thing I sort of thought of. Nah, no no drama. No, nah, they're just three really good colts. He he's far more developed and. You know, it's got to, it's going to be a great race. It's just going to be a great clash between the three of them. I think Straight Charge has got that edge that it's just a bit more bomb proof at the start, got a bit more speed. Obviously, you know, if it's a fast run race, if Gay's got seven in it or something, that may be a good or bad thing. But I definitely think it's a little bit more adaptable. Espionage jumped like a gazelle the other day, so he's he's shown that he's got that as well. Stormboy's probably the most vulnerable out of the gates, uh, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. I think they should be sort of like, you know, three fifty four dollars seven dollars seven dollars something like that's probably realistic. So the market's not that far wrong. And if Stormboy puts six on these, it could be into a dollar ninety dollar eighty. Mm. I'm hearing uh, little birdie told me that uh, hey, so you might have been crunched twenty one into uh, fifteen dollars. Some some boys are just absolutely unloaded on it to win the uh, the slipper. Well, that's confetti. Hmm? Confetti. Yeah, Clint was declaring it nearly in the bloody slitting race the other day after the race. I feel, I believe. He, he, yeah, he, he keeps he keeps proving them wrong. Yeah. Good to see when he, some of the little guys uh, taking some of those uh, big riches. The next uh, feature here is uh, the very elegant stakes over sixteen hundred meters. The uh, the newly named Group One and Fangirl is the favourite here. Dollar fifty, just fine. Seven dollars. Think it over nine. Buckaroo ten. Linderman twelve dollars. Cascadian eighteen dollars. Navajo Peak twenty six. A tissue. Uh, $26, and then you got Arapaho and Athabaskan uh, rounding out the market here. But um, let's have a look at uh, Fangirl. Speaking of uh, everything going right, I thought this race fell completely into her hands, and I thought the purple horse, while the place was a good way to play it, I see it's been trimmed up 270 into 240, the place for uh, good old Lindemann. I saw your notes there, and, yeah, I was quite keen on it 
from that sort of perspective in this race. And, and again, everything that kind of could go wrong did go wrong. You can see him in there. He's the one that's held up, gets no chance for any momentum. And then, you know, very late gets through. Buckaroo's sort of got the outside run there. Buckaroo draws one this time. I think Tim learned his lesson there that he'll, he'll probably try and keep this horse in clean air. He knows that he's definitely got a bunny there in, in just fine. And then he sort of got, I wish he sort of drew under a little because he's got the two other speed horses in Navajo Peak and think it over drawn directly inside him. But even if he drops back in behind them, I, I agree. I think he's the, he's the horse that just looks a different horse. I think he's been undersold since he's been gelded. His trials leading him look awesome. And then that run there, like, yeah, I think think it over's sort of reached his mark. Just finds an interesting horse. Trial really well, but you would think has to be vulnerable. But yeah, like you're talking 150 about a horse that's going to be last again. If she rounds them up and beats them, um, well done. You know, like I just, I, I agree with you that there was no merit in the, the the section she ran to win that race. The obviously argument is she doesn't have to do any more than that to do to to beat these horses again. So, you know, just finds the only new blood. Uh, Lindenberg was held up, but was never going to beat it. Couldn't beat it with a bat. So. Um, yeah, I think you've, maybe you've found the right bet in the race. Lindemann, the place, looks the most solid option because, you know, Buckaroo's going to have to overcome inside draw, just finds first up. So, yeah, I'd much rather take six to four or seven to four it than, than twos on Fangirl. I agree with you. Mm. No, I thought um, Buckaroo might be sort of chasing, looking for 2,000 metres sort of already after that run. My notes were probably back Lindemann next start and then wait for third up 2,000 metres Buckaroo and... Mm, knowing Chris Waller, he's that sort of trainer. I can just see that sort of just locked away from uh, Barry One with Tommy Berry just giving it an absolute uh, buy. What about Cascadian? He was a terrible ride first up, but he's probably going to be last back with her, isn't he? So Just follows her in, You, I would have thought. but Yeah, he can run a place for sure. Yeah. I did see that they were saying better the century, the double this thing. Um, what is it? Uh, the, the double, the two. And I thought I just did a quick calculation. If you have 119,106 on the double and just tick that up, then you can buy a diamond membership with the um, with the new kids on the block. Hmm, fascinating. Oh well, uh, yeah, it's it's not something that uh, I'd be horned up taking dollar uh, fifty fangirl, but it'd be interesting to see uh, which way the market goes. I think uh, yeah, maybe the Matt boys might uh, take it on a bit, and you might get a bit better than the dollar fifty. I would have thought. Yeah, normally yes, that's right. The horse is going to be back. I mean, Mister Brightside's the one you'll be dollar fifty because he parks in the parks himself in the one one, isn't it? Mm. Better watch them watching something's going to be last, but um, she's, she's she's a good talent. If the rain doesn't arrive, is probably when you'll get a better price. If the rain arrives, you'll probably start dollar thirty. Mm. All right, so uh, that's the Sydney preview. The surround is a cracking race, and uh, I, I just think that um, yeah, the Sydney cards just got the Melbourne races absolutely cold this weekend. So if you want more of uh, Walt stuff, racingwatch.com.au. You'll get uh, his uh, sheets and all his notes, and you can jump into the chat room there. Fascinating uh, discussion seven days a week in there, and otherwise you can just get the Telegram service and just get it buzzed to your phone and uh, have no head noise or noise at all and uh, get all his tips there. His new girlfriend's in as well. We didn't we didn't mention her. Which one? Learning to fly. Oh, yeah, in the surround. We, we didn't get to talk about it. Yeah, it's it. The draw is like the most fascinating thing there. She she probably got the raw end of the stick a little bit, obviously better than last time, but uh, you've got – hang on, I've got to find the race. Uh, you've got Tizzy Invincible draw directly under. I wish they were the other way around. And then you've got uh, – hang on, what am I doing here? Looking at the wrong race again. 
Uh, Tudor Levita's got enough speed to kind of get in the way. Tropical Squall goes straight to the front. Autumn Ballet there as well. So, you know, 50-50 chance he finds the the one-off line, you know, maybe on the back of Tiz Invincible, and, and I think she'll probably just win. But then you've got horses sort of drawn outside that may want to press forward. She could end up back where she was last time. So it's an absolute nightmare uh, for for someone like me who's desperate to chime into her. But I don't think 350s anything exciting. I can't find anything that's going to jump out of the ground to beat her. So. Well, I sort of can. I, I thought um, it was the strangest ride ever on Macarena or they gave her an absolute buy first up. Timmy. Barrier 13, if they decide to uh, change tactics and roll forward, I think Macarena will be take a heck of a lot of running down. And, Nico, this is vomit-worthy stuff, but um, the other horse that just went enormous last start was Steffi Magnetica. Steffi, I, just, yeah. I know how she got beat at Flemington the day we were on with Power Ballad and things like that, but, um, gosh, this horse is in a um, rich vein of form and Barrier 1, not sure. She'd probably be in an awkward spot, but absolutely flying, that horse. Yeah, it's going to be five back fence or something, so it's going to need the same luck. But it's it's you know if you're looking for a, a roughy sort of one by five or something like that, um, Steffi's probably airborne. But I think they're going to catch up to it a little bit too. She had the the fitness edge there. She she used proper airborne. She's got a proper turn of foot, but she's going to be buried, buried, buried. So uh, yeah, I think she's up against it. Macarena is coming out of that same race with Cabalis, and I heard the same rumors about her. her breathing's not great, obviously. I, Nothing in her form suggests that because she tries as hard as any horse you've ever seen. But yeah, if she somehow got across an outside tropical squall and they control it, yeah, for sure it's uh, it's the new blood. What price is it? It's uh, eight fifty. Yeah, that seems fair enough. Yep. All right, it's, uh, there's the uh, the Sydney preview, but uh, head to racingwatch.com.au if you want more of uh, Walt's action there. Eagle Farm, we're going to go to Eagle Farm with uh, Donnie for uh, Donnie's Best. Don't have video with all the uh, hoo-ha of the stream yesterday. Uh, sort of uh, ships in the night here, but uh, Eagle Farm Race 7, number 20, is uh, deferential. Uh, D. Thornton from the uh, J.W. Healy Yard. I think it's been sort of $8 into 6 and uh, Donnie can find an over, so um, haven't got to that race yet. And just looking at the field, uh, I do remember Magnus Bellagio was a good run, but uh, this horse has got 53.5 kilos against that, so it'll warrant uh, a closer look. But uh, knowing Donnie, if it's 8 and $6 on uh, Wednesday, Thursday, it's likely to run around at sort of closer to 5 or in the $4 range, so maybe one to uh, jump on early at Top Sport. So Eagle Farm Race 7, number 20, is Donnie's best. As I said, top sports team is last week. Mr. Brightside, 20K at the $1.50 was beautiful business. And this week, uh, we've got uh, race eight, number one, and that is my Khalifa. So it's uh, $5.25 at $4.80. So that's the also uh, the race that uh, Here's Our Bonneville's been uh, nominated in. So... I'd suggest, uh, based off what Nico is saying, uh, he might be scratched there, so might not be uh, much chop in betting early into that one, but you got Lee Ferrari tapping for Papa Pagasi, Exalted Fire. Looks a, um, a winnable race there, but uh, as I said, haven't done it uh, in full depth, but I do take note of uh, a couple of comments that Michael Hitmont said uh, over the last couple of weeks, and his stable uh, had a virus for uh, a couple of months, and now they've sort of gotten on top of that, so I notice he's got two runners in there, and um, I'd just be a bit wary with uh, Michael Hickmont runners coming over the next couple of weeks. I think he'll, his stable might turn itself around. But um, 
Mike Alifa uh, could be the way to go there, according to uh, the top sports team. The second bet here is Eagle Farm Race 6, number 10, Petersham, 500 at $6. Uh, again, haven't got to uh, that one yet. The next one's an interesting one. Uh, got more head noise than me, Petersham. Well, speaking of head noise, I think this uh, this horse has got plenty of head noise too. Flemington race six, number six, another will two twenty eight hundred at one seventy five. Is this this is is this the horse that carries on pre race? Yeah, 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 yep. Like like a lot of my horses nowadays. So there's been a few recently that get up and about before the race. Jimmy Star and Estriella, but. Um, Hard to see him getting beat off the way he won last start. Looks a proper horse. Mm. Nice uh, big spaces. He's up against Magnuspin, Sears 7, Zambagini, uh, horses like Fist of Fury, Astronos, and Piaggio. And the next bet here is Randwick Race 1, number 14, Mad Darcy, 300 at $8. One for you up there, Walty. Yeah, big field. Last start was certainly not suited by the uh, sort of on-pace-ish nature. It should certainly get its chance here. I haven't had a super hard look. I try and sort of tackle these races last because, uh, yeah, you get mass scratchings and and a lot of strange sort of things happen. But horses airborne, stables airborne, um, yeah, drawn middle of the line, everything you'd want to see from this horse, I'm certainly not knocking it. Mm, David Five Camps, it's been eight into uh, $6.50. All right, that's uh, that's the steamers, DK. You're off the freshen, and uh, I did see your horse Limburg went. Oh, no good luck. Yeah, well, yeah. Got self-imposed suspension for falling the <laughs> funk at the short there. What a camel! Like it just had a, I mean, had the tip of it. It was just icky, bit icky, and that's how it turns out. Gets beaten up. Got to get beaten a short half head or something. Mm, sick watch. Fucking, oh, we have one pace slug of a thing. Fucking dog. <laughs> anyway, no, I got I got no races scoop. I got no races. What's happened? Oh, there's nothing. No maidens tomorrow night. There's no day meeting tomorrow. There's only uh, packing them tonight. It's got the finals and everything on. There's one maiden with a twos on chance and another one with seven or four two shorties. El Marich and Voracious have both got good hopes in that race. It's sort of hard to go one way or the other. So um, yeah, I've got uh, I've got. Sorry, mate. I'm, I've got nothing for you. Group one DK zip away each way. Well, zip away, yeah. Well, yeah, I'll just yeah, I'll be more confident if it was over further because it's got a bit more stamina than those horses who might be gasping at the end of the um, the end of the end of the month. But uh, yeah, so uh, I think it'll run well, but just uh, might be might be need one more. But uh, no, no, even the acceptances are not out for the weekend or anything yet. So uh, apologies there, but I've got uh, just have to wait for another week on the uh, on the back foot there. But um, mm. action pack, yeah, packing them. Yeah, Packenham's got a uh, Packenham. Barbie's Barbie's dollar thought it'd be hard to beat in that final. She um, she's crying out for the fourteen hundred, which she get. I mean, he's got three one runners. He's dominated at Jerome Hunter. Mm. Um, she uh, ran behind uh, Diamond Decorator on that Mad Leaders track. Got too far back. So I thought she wanted fourteen hundred there. The way she got through the line, she gets the fourteen hundred D lane. Um, she probably might have a bit more upside than the others. So um, that would that'd be my top pick in the. Uh, but they're they're hard to win those finals. A finals race, but. Uh, and she's four sixty or something, so maybe if I, I'd be uh, I'd twist my arm twisted, I'd be tipping her skirt. Barbie's doll. Mm. Race seven, number nine. Barbie's doll. I thought if there was one at the valley, I had a quick look at the valley. Um, Mancy year. I didn't look at. I can't remember what race he was in. I think race four or five. Uh, he is double except in the English sprint, but if he gets he to was, the valley, yeah. he, should, yeah. he should be should be hard to beat there. And Ryan, off the Archo Nacho form last campaign, was just it. just didn't have much luck first up, and should be an improver. Okay. All right. I think uh, that's a wrap from us uh, down here. And uh, any final thoughts, Walt? Strap yourself in for a big weekend.
strapped myself in. I was only stirring with that double thing before. I hope this AI walked in thing works out from, I haven't had a look at it, but it sounds very interesting. You know, that's sort of the way the world's going. The AI thing, I struggle enough to sort of deal with the AI going on in my own head, but um, hope it's something different that um, is an improvement to the landscape. Yeah, it's fascinating, isn't it? Challenging uh, landscape at the moment. You got a, uh, another little kick stream this this weekend. Well, you're doing the double header Friday. What are you going to do? Yeah, I probably will Friday, Saturday. I love listening to my own voice, so I'll the sit torture. here and, uh, and mumble into the cosmos. And if anyone wants to tune in, they can. <clears throat> Cracking card um, at Ramwick on Saturday. So uh, yeah, a plethora of racing over the next couple of days. So make sure you bet uh, patiently and uh, responsibly. And uh, that is a, uh, a wrap from us. So good to see you boys back here in Melbourne. Good and to catch up, Scooty. Good to see you down here. Outstanding. Good to be here. And we'll be back for more Bet Doctor next Thursday. So good luck on the punt, and hopefully we've steered you into a couple of winners. See you guys.